Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler for our final segment of the week. We've been talking about it all uh, all show. It's Friday. We love it. Friday. Friday. Happy Friday, Friday everyone. Yeah. You say Friday too? Friday. I say it every single morning at, on Friday. <laughs> for me, it's at 3 o'clock in the morning, though, so people get a little bit angry, but that's all right. <laughs> you do hear the voice of Nick over there. Nick, what's going on? Hey, guys. So I have some exciting news. We like exciting news. Do you guys love like it. exciting news? All right. Love so... It. If you are a softball fan and don't have anything going on tonight and think you might want to head out to Bowling, Bowling Stadium, you are in luck. The If you call now, 402-464-5685, we are giving away some tickets courtesy of our good friend John Squire mm-hmm. for, uh, to Husker Softball versus Minnesota tonight. Obviously, it's a little short notice, but if you are actually going to go to the game and you will use the tickets call now 402-464-5685 all i have to do i I have the tickets on my phone i just got to transfer them i need your guys's phone number um we have a pack of four and a pair of two so the four tickets are just general admission but i i can promise you there's not a bad seat at bowling nope and then the uh pack of two are for section 101 row six so if you will actually go to the Husker softball game tonight, you give us a call, 402-464-5685. Take either, if you have a chance, choose between the pair of four or the pack of four tickets or the pair of two tickets for Husker softball versus Minnesota this evening. No charge to you. Thanks again to John Squire for, for texting me or calling me and, and giving us these uh, tickets. So I just want to call that and say you guys, awesome. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank so you, I man. think we got a thank caller you, already. There's still an opportunity if you're out there, 402 464 Five six eight five to get those other tickets there. Yeah. So again, fifteen uh, game excited. winning streak too. This, yeah. is, this is a team I promise you you're going to want to see. So you'll likely see a win. That's always pretty yeah. good too. Uh, let's go back to our, our year in review here as uh, we are catching up Nate here on what it means to to be a Husker fan and and, and why we've got to where we are history uh, today. And these are, yeah history basically history lessons from me. <laughs> um, but uh, of course we go year by year. We're going to do it all the way up until to, to 2022. Uh, well, I guess 2021. I don't know the future. This is history, not future. Um, so we'll we'll do that. And then right now we're in the middle of some pretty good years. Uh, in fact, we're in 1995. Nebraska is just coming off of a national championship. Uh, here's some music from 1995. <laughs> this is why you were playing. I was wondering. I was like, oh yeah. Bach is jamming over in the other <laughs> room. What is he? We saw Lounge Bach yesterday. Oh, yeah. We saw Jamming Bach today. Waterfalls Bach oh, right here. This is a this great is song awesome. from 95. I was a little disappointed. 95, pop culture-wise, was a, not as quite as cool as not 94, as uh, which we did the other day. But uh, Waterfalls is always amazing. Don't anyway, though, we're not, we're, we're not, that's what we're here for. We're here for Husker football. What a song. Nebraska coming off their national championship now, mm-hmm. going back into into the year 1995. Um, obviously, um, Tommy Frazier is back. The blood clot thing has subsided the issue there. Um, so they have one of the best quarterbacks in the nation and one of the best quarterbacks of all time. They open up with a 64-21 to win at Oklahoma State. Uh, followed that. Uh, with a huge win, 50-10 to 10 over Michigan State. Michigan State that day was uh, coached by a guy by the name of Nick Saban. 
10. And Tom Osborne yep. beat him down 50 to 10. Oh, yeah. Uh, had some words with him after the game to tell him to keep his head up, basically. Uh, so Worked out well for cool. him. Yeah, it ended up did it did work out well for him. After that game, drama um, started and, and I, I guess just continued because there were some other legal problems there. Um, star running back Lawrence Phillips was suspended from the team. Um, initially, reports were that he was going to be kicked off, but he was suspended from the team indefinitely. Um, and, uh, you know, you can kind of look up into all the Lawrence Phillips stuff there. I'm sure you have. You've, you've been introduced Absolutely. to Lawrence Phillips and what's going on there. Of course, we told you about 1994 when he was like one of the top running backs in the nation. Would be again here. Nebraska had the depth, though. A freshman named Amon Green stepped in and did very mm -hmm. well with him uh, while he was out. Um, the controversy of 1995 part particularly revolves around Lawrence Phillips and the fact that Tom Osborne brought him back. Um, so when you have the, the greatest discussion of all time about who's the greatest team i i always wonder like i'm always asked like are you including lawrence phillips or are you taking him out because mm -hmm. uh it certainly makes a difference because he was uh, he was very talented but obviously uh, a troubled young man at the time um and uh so 50 to 10 they beat michigan state lawrence phillips gets in trouble um they don't skip a beat though on the field nebraska sets a school record with 63 first half points over jake Plummer in arizona state they go on to win 77 to 28 uh then they total 731 yards on their way to a 49-7 win over Pacific. Then they become uh, overcome an early deficit, which would be ultimately the only time the Huskers would trail the entire regular season to beat uh, Washington State 35-21. The defense was also very good, forced five fumbles, uh, intercepted two passes against Missouri, who they held 122 yards in a 57 to nothing win. How many yards? 122 total right, yards for Missouri gracious. that day. Uh, yep, there's just a lot of dominance here. Um, a lot of people remember Amon Green scoring on the first play of scrimmage uh, in a 44-21 to win over number 7 Colorado. Uh, then they scored on their first 10 possessions and posted 624 rushing yards, 776 total yards, and a 73-14 to victory over Iowa State. Uh, they clinched the Big 8 with a 41-3 to victory over top 10 Kansas. That's right. Top 10. Top 10 Kansas. Kansas. Without uh, Mangino. <laughs> without Mangino at the time. Uh, Glenn Mason, actually. Uh, finished the regular season with a 37 to nothing win over Oklahoma, which uh, was the last Big 8 game. Remember, the Big 12 was was coming yeah. in, in 2000, or excuse me, in 1996. The game uh, for that, Nebraska, Nebraska's conference unbeaten streak was up to 23 games after that, and then they completed three straight undefeated regular season. They ended the regular season averaging 52.4 points per game which set an all-time school record and, at the time, a modern-era college football record. They also set Division One records by averaging 7.1 excuse me, seven yards per rush attempt on the season. That's insane. That's pretty insane. They allowed zero quarterback sacks throughout the year as well. Um, a lot of a lot of people to, to run down as far as getting awards. Big 8 freshman of the year, Amon Green. Uh, newcomer, Terrell Farley, uh, was the newcomer of the year uh, uh, there with the black shirts. Of course, Jay Foreman, VJ, guys uh, that are now on the oh, station, yeah. were on the team at the time. Um, it, but as far as first-team All-Americans go, Tommy Frazier, Ian Graham, and, and, and Jared Tomich took it away. Uh, a lot of people around here disagree with the Heisman voting as Eddie George uh, edged out Tommy Frazier and D Danny Warfel at the time. Um, as for what was going on in college football, too, Pat Fitzgerald 
led Northwestern to the Rose Bowl. Very surprise, surprising thing there. Florida State lost their first ever ACC game to Virginia. Uh, and Michigan knocked off number two undefeated Ohio State to set up the championship game against Florida. And it was just one of the best runs of all time, one of the best games of all time. Nebraska dominates number two Florida in their run-and-gun offense. Steve Spurrier still probably has bad dreams about it. It's Nebraska won 62-24 to uh, as well, one of the most dominant teams in college football history. Like I said, no team was really close to Nebraska. The 35-21 win over Washington State was the closest. Um, but it, as far as the average go, Nebraska ended up outscoring opponents by an average of 53.2 to 14.5. And, and keep in mind that they did that while playing uh, against, uh, I believe it was, four top 10 teams. Um, which I think they beat somewhere like 49 to 8 or something like that. I can't remember what the average score was with those top 10 teams, but that's why they're considered one of the greatest college football teams of all time, and Nebraska is your back-to-back -back national champions, and Tommy Frazier is better than Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Hey, I'll say, history with Bach has, uh, has taught me a lot. I've, I've enjoyed this so far. Uh, also, I have another note, Bach. Uh, the it is the second largest margin of victory ever between a number one and number two behind 1945 Army, who beat Notre Dame 48 to zero, and 1945. I don't know if we're gonna count that. Yeah. 1995 Nebraska. So what was it? Uh, 62 to 24. My goodness gracious. And also, it's very interesting. Um, I remember seeing on Twitter. Paul Feinbaum, the ultimate SEC homer, besides you, Bach. Oh, yeah. Um, he actually said the greatest team ever assembled was 1995 Nebraska. So yeah. even the SEC homers are uh, coming out and saying Nebraska. If you guys have memories of the 1995 season or, you know, just kind of what you were doing at the time, let us know on the uh, Sardar Amon text line, 402-464-5685. It's nice to run through this. Of course, partially doing this, uh, the day-by-day -day documentary. I can't wait till that comes out. It'll do a much better job than me, than History with Bach. But we're going to go past 1997 and into the, the doldrums. So we'll have some fun with that as yeah. too, as we have a long wait for the college football season. But we do uh, like uh, kind of looking back at some of the years. Of course, uh, again, on that, on that 1995 team, just future NFL players everywhere. Grant Wistrom, uh, Tyron Williams. Uh, Jared Tomich, as we mentioned, Eric Stokes, you uh, you recognized the other day, Mike Rucker, Jason Christian Peter, uh, Mike Mentor, uh, obviously, you know, Jay Foreman was, like we said there, Michael Booker, um, and, you know, that's just, that's mostly just the defense. Like, they've got a lot of stuff, a lot of things going for that team, um, and uh, it was just amazing, and and how much better does a running back duo get than Lawrence Phillips and Amon Green, but of course, uh, you know, the Lawrence Phillips um, the one one interesting note about this is Nebraska for a long time had the cleanest program was kind of didn't have you know the the downfalls that Oklahoma and Miami and mm -hmm. other dominant teams of the 80s kind of had now if you look at the the like the the team posters and I don't know how true it is but those guys were jacked so there might have been some uh might have been something going on at least in the weight room you know I'm all for that <laughs> yeah no, you're you're I will of always that. be Pro whatever, but uh, Nebraska basically they avoided all that uh, you know that off season stuff until or excuse me the off the field type of stuff, uh, and then it kind of really came up this year. Obviously with the Lawrence Phillips stuff going on, there's some other issues on the team, um, and Sports Illustrated even wrote an article about it. And then there was the huge debate on whether to bring Lawrence Phillips back if, if Tom Osborne was doing the right thing. Tom thought you know I, it's better than throwing the kid to the streets. He, for what it's worth, had done that before as far as not throwing the kid to the streets, but kicked the guy off the team. Things didn't get better for him, so he thought it was going to be a better environment for Lawrence there. As you know, if you follow Lawrence Phillips, 
Tom Osborne was one of many coaches that tried to guide him the right way. Wasn't able to ultimately do so, but um, that's that's kind of the drama that you'll see around 1995, but still um, a dominant team one way or the other. Dominant. And, uh, again, shout-out to Paul Feinbaum. Who would ever thought that he would say uh, 1995 Nebraska? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, especially over the last several years. I think, you know, 2001 Miami, people would say is the most skilled team of all time. But not the most dominant, you know. Then you know, it just kind of depends on what you kind of throw out there. Maybe say the best team of all time. Some people throw that LSU team from a few years back with Joe Burrow. Probably up there. Um, but uh, I think it, it still, if you if you frame it as most dominant, Nebraska 1995 oh, gets it. Also, again, Texas too. I want to hear about the parties. Oh yeah. You know I'm a big party guy. I want to know the downtown scene. What was O Street looking like in '95? Uh, somebody texted in. I remember after the Pacific game, people were calling in questioning how good the black shirts were. Proof people have always complained. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, it doesn't matter what your record is. You're always complaining and you want more. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler for the week. So have a good weekend and stay tuned because On the Block with Strick and myself is coming up next. <laughs>